it's so hard to explain where I found the strength to literally pull him mm. in his wheelchair mm. up so his head was above the water. Mm. I don't think I could have ever done that. Somebody else did that for me. And I think God was with me that day. This channel is about patients sharing their stories and healing. Oftentimes people are frustrated with not finding the right answers when it comes to their health. So I created this channel so that I can share patient stories with you. And maybe it'll resonate with someone. Maybe you'll learn the path that they took to healing. And this might help you in your own journeys. We're here today with Donald, who has a history of heart disease and diabetes. And he's going to share with you his healing journey. Welcome today, Don. Well, thank you. So tell me, what made you want to share your story today? What made me want to share my story is that um, if I could help someone else get through the times that I got through, I think that would be great. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share my story. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about your history, your medical history. I know you have diabetes and you have heart disease, but I think you also have some family history of heart disease. Yes, yes. Uh, I actually had a brother at 39 years old that passed away with heart disease. Yeah. Um, my mom, she was a diabetic. Mm. So uh, she also had a lot of issues. You know, she was type 1 diabetic. Mm. And, um, you know, it, it, I just never lived really a, a healthy lifestyle that I would have liked to live. But what I does just, that mean? What is a healthy, not well, living, what know, is a not living okay, healthy lifestyle? Eating. Okay, eating. Okay. What well, were we, you eating? Well, we've talked about this before. You're all, you're, you are what you put in your mouth. Uh-huh. So we, we've talked about that. So I've made, so if, if you're asking me what kind of changes. No, what were you doing before you made the changes? What kind of lifestyle oh, were you living? Well, I was working mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, I was working. I mean, like a 60, 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, I didn't, I wasn't living a good lifestyle because I was running, operating a crane downtown in Chicago. Mm. And I was stuck up in that crane for all those hours. So I really wasn't getting much exercise. I wasn't eating right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think How I about was, your stress level? Pardon me? How about the stress? The stress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stress that goes with that job. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's ever run one of those cranes downtown would know that. But yeah, yeah totally. And how many years was that? 33 years. 33 years of working a crane downtown Chicago, living a stressed lifestyle, being mostly sedentary, and maybe not eating the healthiest food. What kinds of foods would you say you were reaching um, for in Chicago? Pizzas. Pizza? I mean, really junk food. Uh -huh. I mean, because I, I felt like I was always eating on the run. So I, I didn't have much time to eat. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, you know, I would just like eat what I can eat when I can, you know, uh, when I could eat. And that, that, that was my lifestyle. It was just, it wasn't living good, that's for sure. Yeah. But, and so you had a family history of a brother dying young and mom having diabetes. Mm -hmm. Are there any other family members that had heart disease? Mm, you know, I think my father did too, my mm -hmm. biological father, but I really didn't know him. Yeah. I, I mean, just what I heard. So I, I really couldn't speak much of that, but I just know of my brother and my mother for mm. sure. And did you think that that was your fate as well? Yes, I did. Mm. I actually did. I, I thought about that a lot. Yeah. What was that like? You thought 
What did you think about your health? Uh, I just, you know, I, I, when you when you see your family members, especially my brother, I was very close to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, him and I weren't just brothers; we were like best friends. Yeah. So to to lose someone like that at a at a, at such an early age, it, it was it was pretty devastating for me. Yeah. So that, I, I didn't deal with that very well. But um, you know, it's it, when you see. When something like that happens in your family like that, mm -hmm. you kind of feel like that's your destiny. Mm. You know, well, you know, or when's when's it going to happen to me? Yeah. You know, if if he's you know passed away at thirty nine years old, you know, when's my time coming? Yeah. So that's basically that. Well, it's you know, it's a really important point to make. A lot of people believe that if you have a genetic history of a medical problem. You're basically doomed from the beginning. And what we know now, scientifically, is that your genes may load the gun, but it's your choices in your lifestyle that fires the bullet. And I love your story because you're a talking postcard for that. You have exceeded your family's genetic pool in terms of survival, right? Your brother was very young, and now you've made it to a ripe old age of 71. 71 and thriving and doing well. So yep. explain to me why you decided that you need to do something different from what you were doing, sitting in that crane, eating pizzas, being stressed, not moving a whole lot. What made you decide it was time to change? Well, you know, after I retired, I moved here to Arizona, which was 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. Of course, I started seeing you then 14 years ago. Yeah. And I think you've helped me out to get you know on track with with my health and everything. I mean, and so that's helped me out tremendously. But I started exercising. I started hiking. Those are things I never got to do before. So I started doing that. Um, and then of course, seeing you, I started watching what I was eating, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and you know, and I've I've got things to be motivated about. Tell me, what are those? My family, mm -hmm. my son especially, yeah. which has he has cerebral palsy. He's thirty-five years old now. I mean, I mean, if you put the two things together, you know, he's getting bigger and heavier. I'm getting older. Those yeah. aren't good combinations. So yeah. I, I just had, I felt like I had to uh, suck it up and do the hard work and, you know, start eating right. So let's take, let's take a minute back from that. So a lot of people know that they have to eat right. And maybe they go see their doctor and in the 15 minute appointment, they say, make sure you eat right. But that doesn't give them enough tools to really change their life. So what kinds of changes did you have to make from the pizzas and the processed foods that you were talking about before to what you're doing now? What kind of changes did you have to make? Well, you know, I, I try to cut out my carbohydrates because I'm a diabetic. I was diagnosed when I was 46 years old with yeah. type 2 diabetes. Mm. So uh, so I've, it's been 25 years now. So it's so carbs uh, had to go. What kinds of things were you adding in? Well, you know, like I said, I cut out the carbs. I, I tried to cut out um, a lot of the cheeses, mm -hmm. you know, the fat. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not a big fish eater. We've talked about this before. But I, I eat a lot of chicken. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I eat a lot of vegetables. Vegetables. I mean, a lot of greens. A lot Salads. more than before. A lot more than before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And then you mentioned exercise. 
what does it take for you to stay committed? Because I know you've been committed for the last 14 years that I've known you to stay physically fit. What does it take to make it to the gym every day, to make that hike every day? Why, why do you do it? It's hard. Yeah. Believe me, there's times that I, I'd rather just stay in bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure other people that are listening to mm -hmm. this would like to do the same thing. Yeah. But I get up and I feel like, you know, this is, it's like going to work. Yep. It's like having a job. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is something I have to do, you know, to get through this, to stay healthy and yeah. stay strong enough yeah. so I could take care of my son and, and my family, really. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. That's your motivator. That keeps you going. Yeah. You mentioned stress. So, you know, when you're working in Chicago, downtown, doing a high pressure job, for 30 plus years, you were under a lot of tension. And we know that heart disease is strongly connected with how we feel emotionally. So that's obviously something very important. What have you learned along the way? Maybe you're still learning, but what have you learned about stress and how to deal with it? Well, what I've learned is a lot from you. You know, you're always telling me take deep breaths, mm -hmm. you know, just, yeah. I still haven't learned how to control my stress. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, no, it's important. I mean, uh, a lot of the stress, what I was working in, is, is kind of a different stress that I have today. Yeah. There was a mental stress that, you know, when you're working, you're actually got guys' lives in your hand, mm -hmm. you know, with the control is that I'm controlling that crane. Yeah. So it was a different type of stress. That Physical I'm danger versus emotional right. stress, right? So, so yeah. well, you know, I still have stress, but yeah. I think that I'm, dealing with it as best as I can. That's right. And that's an important point. Like people think that when they retire, when they move to the place of their dreams, they're not going to be stressed anymore, right? So they're waiting for that time. But the truth is stress is inevitable. We're all stressed and stress comes and goes. And when we get stressed, that can affect our heart. It can affect our blood pressure. It can affect our sleep. It can affect our relationships, right? So we can't avoid stress, but we have to learn how to come through it and come back down to normal, right? So I love that you bring up breath work and trying breath work in your day to help you navigate your stress. And that's a really important point for people to know. That did you know that the same nerve that innervates your heart also innervates your breath? And when you relax your breath, you relax your heart. And that makes your heart healthier, lowers your blood pressure, lowers your heart rate. It gives your heart more oxygen. There's less constriction around the heart. So your breath is directly connected to your heart's function. So I love that you bring that up and that you remember that from our discussions. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, if going forward, now you've talked about the things that you've been successful at. You've talked about the things that maybe you're still working on. What things do you need to continue to do to keep this journey going? Well, uh, you know, eating, mm -hmm. I, I think is the number one. It I is. Mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's my take on it all. You know, we've talked about this several times. You are what you put in your mouth. That's right. And uh, I try to make good meals for my family, uh -huh. you know, because I do a lot of the cooking so, because, you know, I don't want to eat bad. So uh -huh. they're forced to eat what I'm going to be. Nice. So, yeah. But I think it's good for all of us. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
yeah, that um, continue with my uh, exercise program that I'm doing right now. You know, and don't get too relaxed on it, which there's days I really want to. Yeah. And I think sometimes you should just say, you know what, I'm not going to do this today. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But I, I just don't want to get to the point where, you know, I kick back too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to move forward and just keep trying to stay on the same playing level that I'm on now. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy. Yeah. So it's important to say it's not easy. Because I think a lot of times patients think, You've got it easy. You've got everything you need. But all of us need to know that this is a choice. Every day we have to show up and we have to choose between, you know, the luxury of not doing anything and the desire to be there for our families, be stronger, be able to take care of our family members and ourselves and live our best lives. And every day we're having to make a choice, right? So bringing awareness to the things that matter to you in your life, it sounds like have been a big driver to overcome the inertia, the sitting, the not doing, you constantly have to remind yourself of why you're doing things, correct? Right. So what would you tell people that are sitting at home who can't really get the motivation to go to the gym, work out, or make their meals, or to make better choices? What would you tell them? Well, look at somebody that you love. I mean, uh, I mean that would be the first thing I would do. I mean, that, you don't have to have a situation like mine with a son that has a disability. It could be just your family. How about your, your children, your grandchildren, mm -hmm. everything else? That should be enough motivation for you to do the things that you should do yeah. to get back on track and, and do the right things and, and, you know, for your health. Perfect. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, if, if your family's not enough to motivate you that I don't know what is. Yeah, life is, right? So thank you so much for sharing your story. Sure. You're an inspiration to all of us. Oh, I um, I want to share a brief story about you, which always makes me smile. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the time where you were traveling with your family and your son, who was in a wheelchair, was, you know, accidentally slipped off the deck into the water in the wheelchair and you dove in grabbed him had some help but went down unstrapped his ankles picked him up and put him to safety tell me what did that take for you to do that that was god's help i could tell you right now that was that was god and he's been walking by my side i feel like the whole time not just my family. God, God's been there for me. My family's been there for me. You've been there for me. So uh, that was, out to, I, I can't even, it's so hard to explain where I found the strength mm -hmm. to literally pull him mm -hmm. in his wheelchair mm -hmm. up so his head was above the water. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could have ever done that. Somebody else did that for me. And I think God was with me that day. Mm -hmm. And that was one day. <laughs> that probably I'll never forget. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a, a terrible time for me at the moment. <laughs> but everything turned out fine, yes. it was good. We yes. got him up. Luckily, there were some guys uh, um, that were in the lake that day mm -hmm. that were able to help me. You yeah. know, some young, strong guys, yeah. and they seen I was struggling, and then they also helped me you know, yeah. get him up and keep him up. 
it's so important for you to tell people that, that you don't have to do this alone, that your faith, your friends, your family, your, your physicians, your team, your staff, strangers that jumped in to help you. So you're not alone in your health journey. You're not alone in life. And all we have to do is really reach to right. all the other people in our life to motivate us, to help us, to support us along the way. And anybody that's listening to this doesn't have to be alone either. That's right. They could do the same thing I do. You know, your faith, your family, mm-hmm. and your a good physician <laughs> like like you, Dr. Patel. You, I, I can't even tell you how much you've helped me through this journey. So I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank you for coming today to share your story. I know how difficult it is for you to talk about yourself, and I really appreciate it, and you did amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah.